Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lorecast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Shepherds, welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here as usual with N7, the legend, my good buddy Sam. Sam, I'm feeling surrounded today by a bunch of brilliant minds with a bunch of brilliant ideas looking at us with brilliant eyes, hungry to talk about things. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, the crowd grows. Uh, no, seriously, our our community is so supportive that we have more patrons here tonight than maybe than I've ever seen before uh, in one sitting. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty excited to get into tonight's uh, episode as, as well. I think eventually at some point they're all going to start chanting one of us, one of us. Yeah, that's that's when it gets super creepy. And then that's when we just like give the show over to them and then we just leave. And then this is just their show now. Um, but hey, do you want to take a stab at uh, describing to everybody what we're talking about tonight? Because I explained it in the uh, little uh, in the little title for our stream, but. How would you describe what we're about to talk about? I want to hear. I want to hear from your mouth what we're what we're going to be talking about. Sure. So the way that it was described to me is, you know, uh, the patron topic for tonight is: if you could have a spinoff game set in the Mass Effect universe, what would you play? And uh, as an example, someone tossed around, you know, a Super Smash Brothers game, except the characters are not Super Smash Bros. They're Mass Effect characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, you know, taking the format of one game and then injecting a Mass Effect-like twist. Right. So instead of being like Kirby sucking up Yoshi and spitting him out, you're like Rex stuff sucking up Shepard and spitting him out? I don't, I don't even know where to begin with that. Uh, yes. 
awesome. I want to play that game. Okay, so we're here uh, with our patrons. Let's go through and introduce everybody. I'm just going to go down the list. We've got Captain Lyle. Captain Lyle, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm working. Can you hear me all right? Yes, we can. We can. Okay. Yeah, thanks for being here. And then we have Cloudy Atlas again. Cloudy, welcome to the show. Hey. Hey, whoa. Hi. <laughs> oh, hey. And uh, a few words. That was so, so nonchalant. She's just like, oh, oh hi there. I'm, I didn't realize you guys were here. <laughs> and then we have Turbo Toboggan yeah. joining us again. Turbo, welcome. Hi. Hi, Turbo. And then Soda is joining us. Soda, I love, I love Soda. So welcome to the show. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, it's great to be here, guys. It's great to be of brilliant minds. Brilliant minds, yes. One of one of brilliant minds. And then Mike is joining us, speaking of brilliant minds. Welcome back. I am a brilliant mind. Good evening. <laughs> I am a brilliant mind. Uh, and another brilliant mind, we've got Meiji Moose. <laughs> Welcome back, Meiji Moose. Hey, guys, doing? Uh, I actually might have to duck out because my internet is being absolute dog water. So we'll see if that has to happen. <laughs> well, gross. So well, I hope it, it behaves itself. Um, and hopefully you can stick around or come back if it gets better. And Genesis is here. Another brilliant mind. Welcome back, Jen. Hello. I have to switch my brain into Mass Effect gear, but that's pretty easy. Yeah, I have a feeling that's kind of like second nature for you. Um, and then we have the brilliantest of minds, Teacup. What an honor. Yeah, you're, you are you are now, you have to live up to it, though. You're the smartest of all of us. Prepare to be disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, okay, so this is the idea here, right? If you were to create, like, a spinoff game, but with Mass Effect characters or Mass Effect influence, what would you design? I had an idea, and I posted mine to the Discord. I'm going to hold it till the end because I think my idea is brilliant. I, I love my idea, but who wants to go first? Who wants to share their spin-off idea? Oh, Turbo Toboggan's hand is in the air. He's raising it like he does care. Turbo. He, now he's now he's waving them around. Wave your hand back. I don't know. I don't, I'm not hip or wherever the kids say today. I mean, you are um, you are pretty hip, Turbo. Don't let anyone tell you any any other way. Um, what's your idea? Um. It's not that good of an idea, but I would like one like a C-Sec. It's C-Sec themed, but it'd be like a dating sim, like 2D flat. Like, 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 the uh, I don't know. It's it's like the Japanese style. Like they have like the character come in, you, you read the text below. That was my idea. Oh, yeah. Like, did you just uh, steal my not, idea? Not, like, not the actual people, but I like, like either C-Sec or Alliance, but I like, like, just like regular soldiers and stuff. Just da- like uh, this would be like a dating, not either a dating sim or a life sim like that. Like you go through cadets or whatever they call their uh-huh. grunts. Uh-huh. Like a Japanese dating sim where yeah. it's like 2D art and you have conversations and then you, you ask them to go to like the sushi bar or walk the dog in the park. And then depending on how you answer the questions, they like you more or they like you less. That kind of thing. Yeah, like like you can buy, like in some of them like you buy gifts and you give them to um. Yeah. And like and, and not not and don't let that be the whole thing. Like maybe you could add like a, some two D uh uh um like the three houses how like a uh, fire emblem how ha- how it has in it like maybe actually have some battles in it if it's gonna be like an alliance thing. Oh. So just like have like a little like little mini games, but it's mostly story. What happens in the battles? 
Well, you it'd be like little spaceships fighting each other. Okay. Okay. Like space battles, like little, like like a little chessboard. I see. All right. Like um, when they have classes, like they they go to like their or training. Like okay, you gotta go through the simulation. You could that could like be like a little mini game built into it, so it's not just all. Oh. and that's how like you raise like your charisma like oh you're so good in class everyone the charisma goes up and you're more likely to win over the guy slash gal slash they them whoever yeah oh it was so impressive how you murdered 30,000 volus <laughs> that's a little mean to the volus I mean that's what happens in space battles people get murdered that's what Cloudy's but the looking Volus at me. only have one ship, though. You take no, out. They you don't take even the have an ship. army. Well, it's, it. no, no. I don't know. It's just the th you choose who you fight. Like maybe that's who you end up fighting. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the, who you end up dating. Maybe the person you simulator. Yeah, it's a daisy. Maybe you're trying Day to. Volus. Maybe you're trying to you know schmooze it up with somebody who hates Volus, and so you got to kick their butt in the space battle. That's how these things work, guys. Surely, have you I will never win played Hanard's affection by? Bye. Right. Have you never played <laughs> a dating sim? You got to do. Sometimes you got to go to these extremes in order to convince the person you're trying to. You know. You know what I'm talking about. That's a little yand. That's a yandier option. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What do you guys think about this? Would you play it? I think. I, I think we should rate this on a scale of would you play it or not. All right. So, by a show of hands, would you play it? So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Everybody, everybody's going to play it. This is a perfect 100% would you play it score. Turbo Toboggan, you got 100% would you play it, you win. This is it. We're done. The show's over. You, you win the game. I don't, think, I don't think there's a single Mass Effect fan that doesn't think about the original game as a dating simulator <laughs> in some way or another. So it's, it's not a hard sell. It's right. a dating simulator right. with action sequences in between. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, my spin on this. It was your decision too. Right. My spin on this is that the whole thing takes place on modern day Earth in Tokyo. And all of the characters you can date are companions from the games. But they're the only aliens in the entire game. Everybody else in the game are just regular humans walking around in Tokyo. And there's never any explanation for why the characters from Mass Effect are in the game, why they're dateable, none of that. There's no explanation at all. They're just there. And those are just the people that you get options to date. That's it. And some, somehow so, in my mind, that makes it better. Who's on the table? Like potential dating partners? Yeah. Everybody. It's just it just depends on where you go and who you bump into, right? So like mm -hmm. like if you go to the gym, maybe you run into Garrus, right? But if you go to like the pets shop, maybe you run into Tally. You know, like you get you get where I'm going? Like like everybody's there in the city somewhere. It just depends on what you do and who you bump into. So right, like right. you know, maybe I don't know, maybe Jack is at the coffee shop. Maybe like they're all different places. Maybe Danny Devolis is at um the stock exchange right of course because he obviously would be at the stock exchange that's where you'd go right right yeah and uh darwin's finches out. are at the coffee shop playing music and maybe they're dateable too 
So there you go. Anyway, uh, enough of the rest of my idea. But yeah, Turbo, you and I were very much on the same wavelength. So, all right, you got 100%. Let's see, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. That's 10 out of 10, 100% Turbo Toboggan. Absolutely, everybody would play it. Who wants to go next? Can you, oh, Ben Ben of Tamaria in chat says, can you romance all though? Well, it depends on how well you answer their questions. Uh, respond to their things and choose to do things with them on dates and sometimes your choices might turn off other people you run into during those dates so maybe not I mean theoretically you could but like if you if you're seen on a date with somebody walking a dog and somebody else hates dogs then that's going to lower your chances with somebody who doesn't like dogs who doesn't like dogs Meiji Moose is looking at me like, this is how these games work, Meiji Moose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you played it a lot of Dungeon, right? Yeah, man, that's how this stuff works. I I love the idea, but just any character who doesn't like dogs is immediately off the table. So there's got to be, okay, well, there's got to be at least one companion in the Mass Effect series who doesn't like dogs. Well, maybe Tally's allergic to dogs. Right, Tally's allergic to dogs. Or Or it's more than just. Or is I, or maybe maybe it's more than just the companions. Maybe like Saren is there. <laughs> Saren doesn't like dogs. Sorry. You know, it's weird that you bring that up because I've I've seen on Twitter there there are indeed people who want to romance Saren. See, there you go. It's possible. Sure the space the space hamster probably doesn't like dogs. <laughs> yes. Is it against Alliance regs to bring a dog on the ship? <laughs> Could be. Maybe. Not if they're a robot. <laughs> Speaking of dogs, mine's barking right here. Quiet. All right. Who wants to go next? Uh, teacup. I saw a Teacup's hand first. Why don't we, why don't we, actually, why don't we jump to Soda? Soda, this is Soda's first show. Soda, what's your theory? What's your theory of, of a game here? So, my theory was um, having a style of game where we go over the untold stories of the Reaper War, like, you know, so there's hundreds of different um, things that happened during Mass Effect 3 between the Battle of Palvin and between, between the Battle of Earth. Um, who's to say there weren't small little skirmishes, but we tell that story, those stories, in like a Telltale style, style game. Okay. Yeah, like the, the Telltale series, like The Walking Dead or yep. yeah, like w- one of those games where you make it's more about the choices you make and the things you do. And it's more of like a like an adventure game than it is like a like a role playing game, like like what we're used to. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that idea. I think I think something like that would do well. Uh, and now that I'm saying this, like I'm, I'm realizing as I'm speaking that that we are effectively uh, doing some work for Bioware right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're helping out the creative department a little bit. Yeah. Nathan uh, chat says Tales from Mass Effect. There you go. The Tales from Math- Mass Effect games. Um, Toda, what would you, who would you see as being like the playable character in a game like that? Would it be I mean, a brand new character? Would it be a character that currently exists? It's either going, oh, I would either say either go over the, on the stories of, you know, the Reaper War or hell, go all the way back to First Contact War. 
Mm-hmm. But what? play as like command or play as uh, uh, David Anderson. Okay, so you'd be like Anderson, and you'd be making decisions as Anderson in that situation. Right. Cool. Okay. Or else, I mean, I would preferably I would like to see a playable um, character other than human, like you know, play as a terrain or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Anyone have any other thoughts on this? Ways that you could spin it? Have you guys played well, I think, like the Telltale games? You guys I have. Familiar with um, these? Yeah. I think you could also do an Andromeda one. I think an Andromeda one would be pretty good. Uh, and I think it would probably be welcomed since Andromeda didn't have as nearly as much content to flesh it out as the original trilogy did. And I think th- there's a decent uh, portion of people who really like Andromeda more than the original trilogy and i think maybe they would welcome such a thing yeah it's also a really good way to to like you said flesh out more story you know for whatever you pick whatever area whatever topic whatever time frame any of that stuff um especially andromeda like to to build out more story around something without the development budget of like a mainline mass effect game because doing a story uh, like a, a game like this requires a much smaller team, but can have a very uh, strong impact on the story of Mass Effect because it's kind of, it's kind of like writing a novel. It's it's like a playable novel in a way. I think that's a cool idea. All right, let's open it up. Who raise your hands if you would if you would play this? If you think this would be something that you would personally be doing, not not if you think it's a good idea, but if you personally would say yes, that's a, that's the type of game I would play. I would play it. All right, is this a hundred percent? This is another hundred percent. I think. Yep, hundred percent. Two hundred percent in a row. Are we all just going to be nice and we're all just going to say yes? I would play all of these. Things. I was just going to say you got a yeah. bunch of Mass Effect uh, yeah. fans in a room and are asking, would mm-hmm. they play another Mass Effect game? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, we'll pay for any content they'll put out. Any we'll content put out a at book all. Book or a show or a game in years. Right. Right. Give, give me more story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Well, good idea, Soda. That's a fun one. Okay. Who wants to go next? I think Teacup. Yeah, Teacup. So my idea is Mario Kart in the Mass Effect universe. <laughs> okay. Like you have like Shepard like sitting on the Normandy, like and just riding around. You know, instead of Koopa like, shells, you throw oh Krogan heads. Um, so wait, wait. So the Normandy's like tiny and like he's big, like sitting on top yes, of it. Exactly. Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Does he have like a big head also on like a little yes, body? Uh, obviously. Like a little chibi Shepard. Oh, so okay. So, what is everybody else riding on? I'm I'm assuming these are like the main characters. Like these are all the companions. Yeah. Who were, or maybe some of the villains are the like we we race against Koopa and like Wario. Is there a Reaper? I mean, do we get to race against a Reaper? (laughs) Yeah, you could have Saren riding Sovereign. Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. They need to nerf the Reapers. They're way too fast. Yeah. (laughs) What are some of the power-ups you pick up? Well, I think you could obviously get, like, in the Battle Turtle theme, you get the Krogan head (laughs) instead of Koopa Shell. (laughs) Um, You throw Krogan heads at people. (laughs) You could, like, you could go over red sand 
and that yeah. would give you uh, some type of power up. I don't know. I don't yeah, know yeah you could pick up different biotic abilities like slow or singularity or other things ah, like that. I like that. Instead of hitting those little, um, you know, those little uh, arrows that make you go faster, you just hit mm -hmm. a mass relay and it like warps you ahead real quick. Mm. Oh, Cloudy, we can't hear you. Oh, so, no. Oh, wait. Now you're coming through. Oh, weird. No, I said we should have a bullet riding in Elcor. It's one of the ships. Yes. Yes. I I love the idea that you pick up power ups and they're like the biotic powers from the game. This this stuff writes itself. You guys need to send this episode to Bioware and be like, <laughs> "Where's my check?" <laughs> we want all of these royalties in win. the next three years. <laughs> We will you play know what all they'd of them. Say, they'd say thanks for the idea. Get lost. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks for the idea. We're not going to develop any of them. But if we do, uh, thanks. <laughs> any other thoughts on this? Anybody else want to throw any any additions to this idea? I love the idea of them being like little chibi guys sitting on top of some, on top of their spaceships. Jen. I love it. I, I was I, I was picturing like a little Liara on top of the Shadow Broker ship. Yeah. You know, Tally's there with part of the flotilla, and maybe she's got like two or three little ships that follow her around to symbolize the actual flotilla. Teacup, I love it. I like was just kind of floating around her. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. Is, is anyone on the Citadel? Funny, like a renegade interrupt on you, but I was like, no, this is too amazing. I cannot renegade on this. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone well, also the other the other amazing thing about Mario Kart games is that they have all the like iconic locations from Nintendo games in the in the game. So can you imagine a Mass Effect Mario Kart where you're riding around on like the Citadel or you're riding around on like the Battle of Thessia or something? That'd be amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I was wondering, is anyone riding the Citadel as their racer? Or or um, the 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 stupid the thing you get on when you drive around on the planets the um, Mako the Mako the Mako and the Mako is the one that I handles the worst that. out of all of them. What is what is Garrus? Or I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Garrus. Uh, what is Conrad Verner riding? <laughs> the Mako. Shepherd's Shepherd. coattails. Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Shepherd laying down. <laughs> Shepherd planking. He's just planking. <laughs> yeah. What is the vehicle that takes you from area to area when you fast travel on the Citadel in Mass Effect One? Oh, that like um. Just like a little shuttle. Yeah, it's like thing. a shuttle. That's what Connor. It's what on. You, it's what you drive in that one vehicle level of the Citadel DLC. I think the answer to what uh, Conrad Werner is writing is uh, whatever N7 drives, like whatever car you drive. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good idea. You know, believe it or not, I'm not going to announce that on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I just pitched Conrad. What's your uh, license plate number? <laughs> and N7. It's just it's N7. It's N7 uh, legend. That's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. Teacup, this is a great yeah, idea. I have a vanity license plate that says truly extreme. <laughs> All right. So I'm I'm assuming everyone's going to vote that they're going to play this. Show of hands. Okay. Show of hands. All right. I think at the end, what we need to do is we need to have a poll to see which ones, like the top three that each people would pick. 
and then we just see which which ones get the most votes from like everybody i think that would be a lot of fun all right who wants to go next next up brave soul all right meiji meiji moves I'll go next. Uh, if if my internet starts cutting out, just mute me and kick me out and never talk to me again. You've been doing good. Um, You've, it looks pretty solid so far. Awesome. My uh, my idea was, um, I guess, I was gonna say if anybody's played the game Disco Elysium, just do Disco Elysium, but make it Mass Effect. But we already kind of covered the whole like like visual novel type thing, which mm-hmm. Disco Elysium more or less kind of is like in that style of game. So what I think would be a lot of fun is an XCOM game in the style of, or excuse me, a Mass Effect game in the style of an XCOM game. So you're controlling like a squad of, you know, whoever really it could be you know like a squad of batarians batarian colonists or like whatever and you kind of like have to make decisions strategic decisions to like advance through the level and like make narrative choices during the mission and whatnot anybody who's played xcom 2 knows what i'm talking about where it can get super tense and you're having to decide from moment to moment like who's going to survive and who's going to you know who's going to bite the dust. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, so isometric turn-based cover shooter like but with special powers like you could have each of the characters could have different abilities and powers. You come across different enemies, you have different goals depending on which map you're in, and then you could even have like a like a meta map with different goals for your squad to get to different locations on the map or get resources. And I was even thinking like, just because the the narrative of XCOM is at least in my opinion, never usually that strong. Like normally the reason you're playing those games is to get that kind of like strategic gameplay. Mm-hmm. So w- what the idea would be is like, maybe one soldier in your squad has to take their turn to make like a narrative decision. Like instead of shooting at an alien or running to cover or whatever, they have to decide, do I hack this terminal or do I like blow up this ship or do I save my ally or something? You know what I mean? Get the narrative into the turn. I gotcha. I gotcha. You guys familiar with XCOM? Have you guys played XCOM? It's fun. The XCOM, XCOM 2 came out a while ago. They've, they remade the XCOM. XCOM was originally a game back in the 90s that pushed forward the whole like turn-based genre thing. They kind of remade them a while ago. Um, okay. Who wants to... Anyone want to riff on this idea? Play with it a little bit? Because it totally works because in when you look at it from the perspective of you know, the Mass Effect games, you, you basically have a squad. It's you and then your companions you bring with you on the mission. It's just everything is happening in kind of real time. I mean, you can pause and give, you know, directions to your squad mates. Just imagine taking away the real time and now extrapolating it up and looking down on your squad and then moving everybody turn by turn and telling them what to do. And now you have even more nuanced control over your entire squad and it's it's way more tactical that's kind of where you're going with it right yeah absolutely and i i really think that like i mean again anybody who's played the game you know that xcom kind of already is mass effect a little bit like it's a sci-fi game that uh very heavily rooted in like choice and like moment to moment trying to make these extremely difficult decisions yeah um i think it kind of really lends itself to a game like mass effect um 
and yeah, it's again, for anybody who hasn't played it, it's, it's just chess, but like infinitely more complicated. (laughs) It's chess, but like multiply it's chess squared. Right. Right. So that was my question. Is it like the game that a trainer and that Asari play in the Citadel DLC? Where it's like the moving map and they're fighting their little battleships together. Is that what it looks like? It, I, I'm having a hard time picturing it, but it's probably not entirely unrelated. They might have even like taken a little bit, bit of inspiration from XCOM to to make that little cutscene. Um, but I, th- I think that would be incredibly fun. I, I've always kind of like dreamed, like if I could make some kind of Mass Effect game and it wasn't going to be like this visual novel, like extremely dialogue and, and choice-based game, it might be fun to do like a squad-based tactical turn-based strategy thing. Yeah, yeah. You could also focus more on the like the battles of the Mass Effect universe and less on like the adventures of a crew. You could like play that out a little bit more. That could be cool too. Sam, you have any thoughts on this? Um, nothing unique to add. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Uh, as a fan of the XCOM series, I think this is a cool idea. I think it would be really cool, especially because when you pause, when you play Mass Effect with a with a very heavy hand on the pause button and a lot of control over your squad mates, that's basically what you're doing is you're playing XCOM. You're totally right. The the menu where you pop up and you can see your biotic powers and switch mm-hmm. your weapons and stuff. That's ba- that's already XCOM. That's literally yeah. XCOM has a menu when you take your turn of like, do you want to shoot? Do you want to use a power? Do you want to throw a grenade? Like all yep. this stuff is kind of laid out for you. Yep. Now, just imagine you were not in your character's perspective, you were looking down on the three characters and you're now telling them where to go and who to aim at and when to use their abilities. That's that's basically XCOM. So, yeah, it's cool. It, it totally fits. I like it. All right, let's vote. Who thinks that this is something that they, they would be like, yeah, this is cool. I'd play it. You got my vote. I think some people are like, eh, probably because they just haven't tried XCOM before. So you got about half the votes. You got some maybes. I think once they saw it, They'd be like, no, nah, man, this is cool. I like this. I think they just have to see it first. So, all right, cool, cool, cool stuff. All right, we, I think we we're through about like half of us. It seems like it's a good time to take our mid break and thank our patrons. So why don't we do that? And we'll be right back with the rest of the uh, brilliant ideas. So don't go anywhere. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, an anniversary diamond orb, gear, a bunch of other items. It is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out. Click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, MAXPOOL. Don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, 
innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. All right, so here we are in the middle of the show. This is where we get to thank our patrons like these guys because they are such a big part of making this a thing that we can do every week. And Sam and I are very, very appreciative. And um, let's see, we've got uh, we've got one, two, two new, two new people here, two new pledges, um, two new patrons. We've got Jim R. and William. Welcome to the Patreon. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And um, if we've helped you get through your workday, your workout, your drive to work, or eating too much at two parties that you went to over the weekend because your spouse had work parties and they just put out way way too much food, and for some reason you were listening to a podcast at your spouse's work parties, then go to patreon.com slash lorecast where you can sign up and get ad-free episodes and join us on future episodes of the show like this or t-shirts like those ones down there that those them, those two right there are wearing. Do you guys know what the next one is? Do you know? They're, they've got a renegade. There's a renegade. There's the, the, the not renegade. Do you know what the other one is? The next one? Do you remember? I don't I don't know if I remember it's uh, it's either the Alliance one or the Spectre one. I think it's the Spectre one. No, I think it's the Alliance one. It's Alliance and then the Spectre. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Pretty sure that's the next one. So that's coming up out soon. But anybody who signs up at tier four gets T-shirts and gets to join us on future episodes of the show. Tier three gets stickers of those same things. All sorts of fun stuff. And we really do appreciate it because this helps support both me and Sam. This is my full time thing. This is Sam's part time thing that he does with his full time thing. And man, we really do appreciate it. So thank you so much. Also, let's see. Do we have any any uh, new reviews to read? Yeah, we've got like uh, three. I think we have three new reviews. Three? I've got one showing up on my thing. Did we not read one? Oh, oh, it's because we, we banked not. the episodes because you were on vacation. That's Indeed. why. Yes. Yeah. So here, we're going to knock these out real quick. We've got this one from Mike 35O from Australia, who writes, assuming direct control, five stars. I've only recently discovered this through Amazon Music. This podcast is amazing. It has certainly opened up my eyes to the lore behind Mass Effect. You guys do an amazing job. I will certainly have to re-listen to this podcast every year because it's that good. Holy moly. I'm 
only up to episode 20. Looking forward to many more episodes. As you'd like to hear, I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Honestly, though, I think it would be his favorite podcast, although I'm not sure what the Volus would think of their episode in their (laughs) description. Do you remember what what I wrote in their description? Oh, yeah. Uh, We called them talking bowling balls, (laughs) I think. Yeah. Okay, yes. Banking bowling balls. They were like banker... Something like something, something banker bowling balls. We um, we made it an alliteration thing. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. Now that comes back to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've got a point there, Mike. Uh, you better check your bank accounts. I'm sure the Volus are deducting credits. Oh, he's got a point there. So thanks, Mike. We do appreciate it. Um, also, we've got one from James M. Jammy from Great Britain who writes, I'm a relative newbie to Mass Effect and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. This podcast has been a great entry into the Mass Effect universe. I started listening before I even played the games. That's really interesting. And it has given me a great understanding of the background lore and has really helped me appreciate the game in ways I don't think I would have otherwise. Having now finished my playthrough of the Legendary Edition, Red Ending for the win, Uh Uh-oh, I think that might be fighting words with some of these guys over here. I still can't wait for every episode to entertain me with new bits of the lore I may have missed, not to mention the entertaining way the hosts go into detail. James, thank you so much for leaving that review. And then we have one from No More Questions, who wrote in from the United States and wrote, Wonderful podcast about my favorite game series of all time. As a longtime fan of the Mass Effect series, I am shocked that I did not find out about this out about this earlier. These folks do a fantastic job exploring the lore of the series while giving thoughtful theories, connecting the series with the real world examples. As someone who has played through the series multiple times, I have learned so much about the lore that I did not know. Keep up the great work. Kila Salai. So that's awesome. Thank you to all of you guys. And as always, if you do take the time to leave a five-star review with some words, we will read it out in the future from Apple Podcasts. And also, you can leave a five-star review on Spotify. So thanks for doing that, everybody. We're going to get on with the rest of the show. Spit it out, or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human relationships as I thought. All right, here we are, back with the rest of the episode. All right, so who wants to go next? Cloudy, I saw Cloudy's hand. Yeah, um, mine's pretty straightforward. Uh, So EA owns Bioware, and EA also owns The Sims. Uh I would pay money just for an expansion pack, like even like $60. I know they already, like, if you buy all The Sims expansion packs, it's like $700, but like, I would pay so much money just for a Mass Effect one where you can just play on the Citadel and play as the races, like Warrior or Turian, and just like have a sim life, but just in that. The only problem I could see with it is they would have to canonize so much stuff, which is why they would never do it. It would just be such a pain in the butt. What do you mean by both? What do you mean by canonize it? Like, Like, there's just so much in the lore that they don't cover of like... Like things that would like, be on the Citadel, they would have to confirm are actually there or. No, just like the habits of each of the aliens, because like maybe they sleep oh. different hours, maybe they eat different things. Like, are you going to be the one that designs like a Corian in a bathing suit? Like, is that canon? Can they swim? Like, it's I gotcha. these kind of questions. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you could probably already take uh, from the plethora of ideas on Twitter about what Quarians look like in bathing suits. 
I've seen no shortage of artwork on there. Um, some of which I wish I had never seen before. <laughs> that's, the, that's the dangers of the internet, my friend. Um, well, the, there is to the, the danger zone. <laughs> there is the possibility that you could still do it with the disclaimer that, like, this is not canon. This is just fun for the sake of you know just being a fun side thing. Um, they, it wouldn't be the first time that a developer has done kind of a side project with the characters or races or, or locations of another game in another game in a kind of fun way that didn't necessarily canonize it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like there are, I mean, speaking of games like fallout, sometimes they'll take like a thing from fallout and put it in another game. And it's not canon. Like, um, even something like, um, in elder scrolls, you have Nurn root that you can collect in the elder scrolls games. You find it in like Skyrim and, and oblivion. You can find Nurn root in fallout four. It exists on the Pridwin. The Brotherhood of Steel have some, but it's not canon. It doesn't mean that those two universes are linked. It was just kind of a fun little thing that they kind of threw in there. Right. So mm-hmm. there are ways that you can play with that with that. But I, I understand that concern, though, because as soon as you do that, all of a sudden the fan base goes, whoa, this isn't canon or whoa, this is canon. And then people all of a sudden lock that into their brains and then now Mass Effect 4 comes out and people are like, wait a minute, that's not what, you know, bathing suits look, look like for Koreans, <laughs> you know, and that's not the sleeping habits of these people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting. It be fun. Idea. I mean, it's so close. Like if you play Sims, you can actually have them play computer games and they reference Mass Effect in The Sims. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. We're so, what, so close. <laughs> what would you what would be the first thing you did with your Mass Effect Sims? I would probably just play as a different race. Like I would just want to play as a different race. Like that would be the first thing. I'd probably be like a Korean or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just for what fun. would the career paths be? <laughs> right. Career paths. Yeah, uh, on, on the Citadel. Well, currently you can be an astronaut, so I would assume it's like a soldier. Um, yeah, security. I don't know what are the jobs like. That's another thing you'd have to canonize. What jobs are available in the Citadel? Are you on the Space. Citadel or are you on a planet? Yeah. What's the amino acid base? Like all of those kind of things. Starship janitor. Starship janitor. Starship janitor. Yeah. What's the what's the pathway to like politician? You start out as janitor. You work your way up to like lawyer. (laughs) Where do you go? You you roll to see whether or not you were born wealthy, Mm -hmm. and then if you weren't, it's like a flow chart. It's just no. (laughs) (laughs) It's too bad for you. Yeah. Mm Hmm. That's a cool idea. You guys have any thoughts on this? I'm sure some of you guys have played The Sims. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I currently have a Sims Mass Effect going, but it's just humans with weird skin coloring to try and make it look like Asari and other races. Mm-hmm. What's the what so. is the most uh, I don't know interesting story you've come across with your with your Sims so far? Uh, well, Jenna Shepard and Garrus Vicarian just adopted a baby. Like I, I haven't, I haven't spent too much time in that Mass Effect universe. It's fairly, I think it's like maybe twenty hours. Yeah. What's what's the baby's name? Uh, I don't know because I didn't pick it. 
So, and it wouldn't let me change it. I could only change the last name, not the first name. Oh. So I think it was something like Mirabelle. <laughs> Mirabelle Shepherd? Mirabelle. Shepherd Vicarian. Shepherd Vicarian. Okay. Nice. Are you doing it in the The Sims 4 or? Mm-hmm. Game yep. is incredible. I know. I love it. The game is amazing. Why do I feel like Garrus would be the one to burn the house down while trying to cook? <laughs> I can see uh, Garrus doing that. Garrus is a tech guru. He's uh, a hacker. Okay. I was, not, I was thinking not about working how, security, doing police or anything. You know how you can be, there's like the criminal life path in, uh, in the Sims. <laughs> I was thinking like the first stop on your criminal enterprises, whatever that street gang is in the, uh, the backstory for Shepard. 10th street reds. <laughs> yeah. You got to work your way up from the 10th street reds. What's the top is the top the like working directly for the Batarian hegemony. <laughs> there you, you usurp Liara as the the shadow broker. Oh <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you make so, a stop at Cerberus <laughs> along the way. <laughs> but you still every morning get up, take a shower, get dressed, eat breakfast, get in your little car, drive away. Because <laughs> it's the Sims. That's a fun idea, Cloudy. I like it. All right, who would who would play this? The Sims Mass Effect style. All right. Oh, Turbo's like, eh, but everyone else seems oh. like a pretty solid hands up. Turbo, okay. you're the German judge today. The German judge. I, I, I don't like Sims. It's all right. I, I'm, it's I've right, only man. played I've only played three and I just didn't like it and stuff. It's OK. We still love you. I just love the idea of <laughs> making the elusive man play the guitar for like 10 hours. <laughs> <laughs> he's secretly a very passionate painter he doesn't talk about it much or or he's just he's just so into like lording over all the all his plans in that that weird room in front of the the whatever that sun is you know that like he doesn't have time to go to the bathroom and then he just makes a puddle on the floor <laughs> and he's getting super pissed off at all the neighbors coming over to knock on the door right just doesn't have time to go to the bathroom so he just pees his pants why is morden <laughs> lifting weights right outside my back door <laughs> this is a fun one all right who wants to go next mike okay so this is probably pretty similar i've never actually played the sims um but my idea was a mass effect game that has a lot of elements of animal crossing uh, and I promise I have a, I have a real explanation for this. I don't mean like a cutesy little like cartoon uh, game in the you know visual style of Animal Crossing. But what I like about the Animal Crossing, uh, I've only played uh, the most recent game. But what I like about it is that there's always something to do. Like it's very much just like you're living on your island and you have friends there. You can go hang out with them and do whatever. There's like little projects, seasonal things, like you can go diving, you can build up your house or whatever, but it's mostly that there's always something to do. It might not be significant, but like you can just hang out and go fishing or whatever. 
And like, for me, when I replay Mass Effect games, what I really want is I just want to hang out with the Normandy crew. I just want to like spend time with those people because they feel very, very real to me. And uh, I would love a game that incorporates uh, a lot of that where it's like, maybe you're just living on the Normandy and you can go talk to people. And occasionally you might like have to help Tali with uh, engine repairs, or you might have to, uh, I don't know, uh, Garrus hears uh, about some old case and you need to go help him out with that. Just like a lot of little things that can kind of expand into side missions and stuff like that. But also you can just hang out on the Normandy and have a pizza party if you want to like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's the, um, what's the other, the other game that's kind of like animal crossing on, uh, started on PC. Um, yeah, Stardew Valley. It's kind of like Stardew Valley too, where you have like a little community of people and you can get to know the people better, but then sometimes they give you quests and you can go do the quests with them. Like you're, that sounds a lot like what you're describing as well. Um, like a Stardew Valley kind of thing. Now, would you be on like an island with them? Would it be like themed like Animal Crossing or would you be like on the Normandy or the Citadel? Yeah, I, I guess I'm imagining uh you being on the normandy but it's almost like if you were to get a citadel dlc like thing that but that is just kind of like constant and ever expanding like uh-huh. once every couple of months something like the citadel dlc comes out uh but other than that you're just kind of like hanging out on the normandy doing like normandy things uh and there like there can be you know regular side missions but like a cool thing in animal crossing is like there's seasonal things, uh, stuff changes from season to season. And so I, I guess there could be a Mass Effect version of uh, something like that. It would definitely be like a lot more involved and complicated than Animal Crossing. And so I would imagine just the, the sheer writing resources of that would be pretty astronomical. But uh, but I want it. <laughs> but I want it. And it would still be think- like top down. Would it be cutesy? Like you'd have like cute little characters, kind of like a teacups Mario Kart version. No, of I'm I'm literally just no, Tom. This is serious. This is serious. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing is serious. I Listen. I am literally just picturing in my head uh, uh, more or less like Mass Effect Two, but it's always the middle of the game. Gotcha. I gotcha. So it's same yeah, character I, models and everything. Yeah. Every everyone's there. You can go talk to everyone, but everyone always has something new to say, and you don't ever have to say goodbye to them. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that hits deep. <laughs> <laughs> that hits deep because uh, I was just talking to uh, my girlfriend about it. Like I think last night about how she's like she's in the middle of Mass Effect two right now, and she was like, "I'm really really enjoying this." my only bad feeling that I have is like that I'm getting close to the end and it makes me sad. And I was like, uh, you know, that feeling, imagine that when you get to mass effect three, because I remember back in 2012 when I got to mass effect three and I knew I was nearing the end of the game and I was like, like in such denial, I was, (laughs) I was like, I, this cannot be the end. Like this can't be it because I knew like that was it after that like they had said shepherd sagas over um after this game and uh i just remember the sheer denial like i'm not ready to say goodbye 
to all these characters that I, you know, grew to love uh, and things like that. So I think this kind of game that Mike is suggesting would fill that void or at least attempt to fill the void uh, pretty well. I got you. Mike, you absolutely had me sold on this until you said that they're not animal style, animal crossing style. I want I want chibi versions of everybody. Do you want uh, like, uh, do you want them felted like puppets, like in animal crossing as well? They don't have to be felted, but little cute, little baby versions. They could I be. want chibi Krogan. God damn it. Exactly. Hold on. I, again, it says, can I ruin your idea for you? B- what if you had an exact Animal Crossing version where instead of uh, getting to hear Garrus's voice all the time, anytime you talk to Garrus, he gives one like, like an well, that's part of the Animal yes. Crossing experience. So Absolutely. I, would, I would deal with it. I would love that. It's like do that again. Wait, wait. It's like super need, serious. Hold on. We need Mike to do that again. What does Garrus sound like? Absolutely not. Now I want to hear Morton. It's, it's just, just higher like, pitched and faster. People being like, <laughs> Shepard, I don't know if we're going to make it out of this alive. But it's just sounds of Animal Crossing. Cool. All right, Shepard. Got it. And the subtext says, don't you walk away from me. I fucking made you, Shepard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like this. All right. So what do you guys think? Would you play it? Votes. We've got uh, one, two, three, four, maybe a maybe. You got got about half half the crowd here. I say maybe only because I don't really like those styles of games anyway. Mm. Mm. Even if it means that you could just like spend forever with your best buds on the Normandy. Mm. Indulge my denial uh, and my abandonment complex. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'd play it. (laughs) There you go. That was that man. I sold you. That was so easy. All right. I get where you're going with this, Mike. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, I think Captain Lyle, I think you're the last one to go here. Genesis too, right? Genesis and Captain Lyle. And then N7, do you have one? All right. So who wants to go next? Jen? Captain? Captain? All right. Captain. I'll get my cop out out of the way. Um, <laughs> cop out? I got to admit, I'm not much of a gamer. I'm pretty much RPG all the way, all the time. That's fine. Uh, so, you know, it's like some of these games you guys are talking about, they sound like good ideas, and I'd probably play them because they're Mass Effect. Um, but I'm also like, uh, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. Um, but I had, my thought was more along the lines of a continuation of Mass Effect 3, where you're, it's kind of like the Bethesda games where you start to build, or kind of like Fallout, where you're rebuilding after the, the Fallout, you're after the Reaper War, you get to play different characters you can pick to be, you know, whatever, and rebuild the, the universe, basically the galaxy, um, from scratch or whatever, however much damage you think there could be, you know, start building back up, rebuilding the mass relays, um, and start expanding from there, making the long drawn out thing. 
where you still have your battles with criminals, libertarians come in and screw things up again, um, whatever. Um, but just to do, just to continue on, I mean, all the survivors, Shepard probably wouldn't be there, be my thought. So you're playing as somebody else. Not everybody looking to Shepard to rebuild. It's, we have to carry on his legacy and move forward from there and just take, you know, your love interest is kind of maybe the main character or involved quite heavily with it and just, you know, keep the crew together, even though they've got their own planets to go take care of. You all still seem to come back together when you need them. They all just return because they're like, Shepard would call, we jump and we're all family now. So I just kind of like move forward from there and see how that goes. And I guess just keep, keep story going on my end. So, yeah. What if you just described mass effect Four? I'd be happy. <laughs> like what if, what if you were like 90% right? when we finally get mass effect four what would what if we were all just like son of a bitch we should bookmark this captain uh, lyle predicted the future if, if that happens i'm going to try to play the lottery i think <laughs> i think it's quite likely we're taking you to vegas lyle i mean there are some things you added into that description that seem like things that it would be very smart for them to include in the next game. Rebuilding a different, playing a different character, having some of the same characters that were in the other games concerned about their own planets, their own cultures, but yet coming back together. Like there are some things in there that seem very wise to include to play to the fan base, but also would make sense in continuing the story. I think you've got some, some good ideas they would definitely have to canonize an ending Mm -hmm. uh i don't think they would be able to skirt around that um so i kind of have a question show hands to all of the patrons if this is how the next mass effect game looks are you still going to play it if they canonize an ending that you didn't like so i see i see most people raising their hands i see uh yep I see. Okay, that looks unanimous to me, and and I would too. I mean, I'd probably be a little sour about it, but I'd get over it. I feel like with every fandom, you have to, like if you're gonna play fair with the people creating the the thing, you kind of you have to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? Like unless they really tank it like certain TV shows that have done, (laughs) you know, like for the most part, you kind of just got to go, okay, I, I, I get where they're going. Even if I don't like it as much for the most part, as long as they're still making good content, you keep going with it. Right. In my opinion, it takes a lot to like, just because you didn't like the way one game ended and that's the canon they went with. I don't feel like that's enough reason to say like, well, now I'm done with the series. That's it. Because there's a lot, a lot more to love than just how the story ended about a game like Mass Effect. That's just my yeah, perspective. Definitely. Um, and like, I don't think that the ending of Mass Effect 3 was as divisive as the ending for some other really large fandoms uh, like Game of Thrones, the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it clearly not considering how much replayability it is. Uh, but 
I would not say that Game of Thrones has that much rewatchability. Right. And after that's, and, the way that they ended it. And it's a very different kind of thing. Although the books, on the other hand, are very different. Like you could completely reread the books over and over again because they're written by the same person that, you know, that's a whole another topic. But um, anyway, Captain, I think this was a cool idea. Guys, what do you think? Would you play it? I have a feeling everybody's going to raise their hands. Yep. All right. There we go. 100%. All right. On to Genesis. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite games playing as a kid were Tekken and Street Fighter uh-huh. and like Mortal Kombat. Uh-huh. I was the little fighter punchy girl. Um, uh-huh. I used to, uh, so I want Mass Effect Tekken where I can finally put Shepard versus Garrus, Liara <laughs> versus Tally, you know, all these like things where it's like, all right, how would it actually handle one-on-one where everybody's skill level is set the same because, you know, Shepard is almighty in Mass Effect, but if everybody's skill level was equalized, who really would win? I think that's great because like fighter games like that are absolutely a staple of video gaming and have been mm-hmm. for a long time i remember putting quarters into street fighter 2 i remember seeing street fighter 2 in a bennigan's restaurant the first time i saw it <laughs> yeah because remember when they had video games in restaurants i don't know who else mm-hmm. is old like i am and i remember when we go to the restaurant and waiting for the food and my brother and i were like can we have some quarters play the video games while we wait for food and my parents were like here you go and i remember going back there and looking for like ninja turtles and instead, we saw Street Fighter 2 and we were like, what is this? And it blew my mind. I remember that. But here's here's the here's I think this is the most important question, Jen. What are the characters special moves? Because every fighter game, the characters have to have some sort of special move. Like Ryu, Ryu, Ryu can do his like fireball. Like, Shoryuken! Yeah, Shoryuken! Hanjaruken! Yeah, like whatever, right? Like, what does Shepard do? What's his special move? What's Garrus' special move? Uh, Garrus takes out a sniper rifle, uh-huh. shoots you. Okay. Um, Liara throws a singularity. Because mm. I think... Do you, like, float it, in the yeah. air for a moment, and then you're stuck, and then she can come over and, like, kick your butt while you're floating? Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. Rex. Is that he, like, bull rushes you or something? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Rex will tackle you. Yeah, I, I mean, I could go through the dirty dozen. Yeah, but what's but my, the big more, one here? The big one here is Shepherd. And is there is there a male Shepherd and a female Shepherd, and you get to choose which one? And do they play differently? Uh, hmm. I think. Oh, dang it. That's a good, hard question because your fighting style shouldn't change based on your gender. I think that Shepard's abilities are both the same in both games, so therefore it shouldn't mm-hmm. change, but representation is important. But if you're helmeted, you don't really, you can't really tell, and then it would have to come down to body model and armor type. And or, armor type should stay the same whether you're male or female. But so what about Paragon and Renegade? Does fighting style change based on are you Paragon or Renegade ship? Not necessarily gender, but Paragon or Renegade Shepard? I think I think you could probably have three basic fighting styles for Shepard. Biotic, mm. tech, and combat. Uh, and yeah. in that way, what if the uh, ultimate for Biotic Shepard was just a really strong Biotic Punch? Uh, whereas that ultimate for Soldier might be the Omniblade. Ah. Yeah. 
like a Kylang moment with the anomaly blade. Yeah. I I still want I still want like a really dirty fighting shepherd. That's like That's a soldier shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be fatalities? Oh yes. Oof. Oof. There has to be. Does Morden like pour some sort of like chemical on people? Is that like Morden's thing? Uh firing an incendiary round. Okay. Yeah, he does. He lights you on fire. Ah, he right. he hisses and then his like jaws come out like that and then <laughs> he, he sprays venom. Uh-huh. All right, one one last I mean we could go through all of them. I think this would be fun to continue the conversation on the Discord though and everybody share what they think the special moves are for everybody. But one last one I have to know. Danny Devolis, what is his special move? Uh, bowling ball. Bowling. He just, <laughs> he just roll it, kind of like Blanca. Into you, like Blanca. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly like Blanca. I got it. Yeah, that, that tracks. Got it. Okay. This is cool. I like this. All right. Yeah, I like it. I just want to see who wins between Jack and Miranda. Oof. All right. Ooh. Mm. Mm. I guess it depends on the uh, skill of the player, because everybody should be balanced as characters, right? Hmm. Hmm. In that case, I win. <laughs> you win. All, the time. All right. So one more question then. Which character is your go-to character for you? When you put that quarter in at the arcade and you're like, ting, 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 ting. That's the sound of your selecting mm-hmm. going from each of the squares. Yep. There's always a sound. Ting, 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 You go to Jack. What's Jack's, what's Jack's special move? Uh... Being able to biotically throw somebody and then shoot them. Oof, oof, yeah. That's dirty. I like it. This is cool. Anyone else have any thoughts on this? I would I would pick Thane every time. Oh, what's Thane's special move? Uh he's a martial artist. He just snaps your neck. <laughs> oh, he like flips over you and then goes and like yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or he climbs up on the ceiling and then drops down. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he's sneaky. I like this. All right, guys, we got to vote on this one. What do you think? Would you play it? I play it 100%. 100%. Very cool. Sam, do you have do you have a game design? I do. Um, let me rattle off some real quick. Uh, I think I know Tom. I know that you're familiar with Civilization. Mm-hmm. I think a few others of us are. I'm a huge fan of Civilization. I've been doing this with my own Civilization Six, where I pick a uh, like I've, I've actually been doing this, where I pick a Civilization that has inherent bonuses that could arguably be prescribed to one of the races in Mass Effect, and then I'll just play as them. But then I will role play as them, so I'll make decisions based off of what they would do, and I will rename every city to a world that they colonized, or to one of their cities. And it's pretty fun. Uh, But that being said, I'd love to see a civilization that was like, you know, a Mass Effect themed civilization. Um, and if you're a if you're a mod artist out there, by the way, hey buddy, uh, and you like, you're, and you like you're Civ, in luck. There is a Mass Effect Civilizations uh, workshop. Is it for Civ Six? Uh, uh, thing, yeah. Um, oh my gosh, I've been looking for one. I I didn't see one, uh, uh, but I, at least something shows up. I I don't know about how in depth this is, but there is something on the on the workshop. Oh, it's so Civ Five. It's Civ Five. 
I know. Uh, all the good ones are Civ Five. Uh, There's so many good mod artists for Civ Five. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see that for a Civ, uh, like you know, a Mass Effect Civ, but it, you know, in space where you could go to different worlds and have different cities on different worlds. You uh, might, you might have to play a different um, 4X game. Like Civ yeah. might not be the right game. You might have to do um, like Stellaris, Galactic Civs, or yeah, Stellaris. Yeah. yeah, But I would like to have like the actual you know map of a world, like you know space. But yeah. uh, that's one idea. The the other idea that I have is a first person perspective. RPG uh, set in the Skillian Verge and it includes like it's during the time of the Blitz and it's something completely open world like like Skyrim but it has a detailed skill tree for your character that you create uh, kind of like Morrowind and a detailed physical character creator like Fallout 4 did mm-hmm. uh, and it's very micro so whereas the 4x one was very macro this one's very micro and it's like you're only on one world or maybe you can go to like two or three worlds but there's tons of locations to go in in each of those worlds uh and maybe maybe you're playing as like an operative whose job it is to to thwart terrorist attacks on human colonies in the verge dude i could i could totally see assuming that um uh, uh, Starfield is like very moddable, which it probably is. Give like two or three years from now, after Starfield comes out, people start modding that and building in Mass Effect stuff into Starfield. Maybe you end up oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. My final idea is pretty simple uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater on the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Lights off. Turn on the radio. <laughs> and oh, you're fucking amazing. doing like a kickflip and grinding down rails on the Presidium. Right. And you got the C-Sec after you like, hey, get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, kid. Yeah, that would be amazing. Only if you get achievements for grinding. <laughs> what was that, Mike? I said at some point you can unlock Captain Bailey. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Tony Hawk's pretty awesome. You could also have like different like key locations from the series. Yeah. What if there was like secret locations you could unlock uh-huh. and like you'd get into like zero G or something, you know, that'd be cool. Yeah. 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 Like locations where different things happened, um, you know, different planets and different like, and, or like, yeah. you know, on a Reaper or. <laughs> yeah. If you did like a, if you did like a 720 over top of uh, the Normandy you unlocked a different area in the docking bay that was zero G or something. Yeah. Or on earth during the Reaper invasion and you're like doing kickflips over top of like laser beams while they're blowing up buildings and stuff. <laughs> that would be pretty high octane. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be totally rad. It's skateboarding. That's awesome stuff. Well guys, this has been super fun as usual. Thank you for joining us. We're going to go back through and feel free to share anything that you're working on that you want to share, anything you want to shout out or ways that people can reach out to you. Um, and if it's just, you know, hey, I'm on the Discord. This is my name on there. You can even just say that. Or you can just say, leave me alone. Don't at me. That's fine, too. Uh, we're just going to go through the list. Captain Lyle, thank you so much for joining. You got anything going on? Uh, no, I just work. Um <laughs> That's but, fine. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I'm um, on the Discord, but I'm uh, on there as T Magnuson. 
um, no Captain Lyle or anything like that. So just shout out all. Usually speak. It may not be intelligent, but I'll speak at least. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Well, thank you for joining us, Cloudy. What you got going uh, on? Still on Twitter at Cloudy Atlas Twenty Two. Uh, I do Mass Effect art. Haven't posted in a while though. Need to do that. Awesome. <laughs> still there. Awesome. Yeah, post some more stuff. Turbo, you got anything going on? Once again, got nothing. <laughs> Once again, got nothing. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see see you again soon. Soda, thanks for joining us. You have anything you want to share? Uh oh, I think you're muted. You might be muted on your headset. There you are. Is that better? Yeah. Uh, I don't have really much. Um, if you need to get a hold of me, you can hit me up on the Discord. I'm always I'm at Soda, and or you can find me over in a Simulators Anonymous Discord or on Twitch. Cool, awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, Mike. Thanks for being here. You got anything you want to share? I'm Mike Bassick. Find me on Instagram. It's my real name. That's that's the only <laughs> social media I really use. I got nothing but free time now uh, for a while. Not really free time, but, you know, I don't have to be anywhere in particular for quite a while, and it feels great. That's awesome. Meiji Moves. Yeah, so since Mike has a bunch of free time now, I'll be uh, contacting him about making the Mass Effect Animal Crossing game. Uh, Mike, I'll, I'll uh, PM you after this. Um, Twitch.tv slash Moose. I'm also on YouTube. You can check me out, Moose. Um, I also just started a company called Storm Sorcerer Media, which is terrifying. Absolutely it's a scary horrifying. company? Well, it's, it's just terrifying starting a business. It's literally <laughs> oh, so scary. It's not a company but, that is is about being scary. Well, it's maybe a, it's, it's a, partially about that. I guess we'll have to see. It's a spooky company. But the first uh, sort of project we're working on is a podcast. So twitch.tv slash Storm Sorcerer Media. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. PST. And I love you guys. Awesome, man. Good luck with that. That's that's super exciting. Genesis, I know you got stuff going on. I do. I'm Genesis, one half of the Two Girls, One Ship podcast, where we analyze, rate, and review all the world, all that the world of video game romances has to offer. You can find me on the Robots Radio Discord and on all the social medias at Two Girls, One Ship. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And then Teacup, I know you also have podcast stuff going on, including a, a new a new podcast that you're doing. Yeah. About Star Star Battle Place War Place yeah, things. Um, Star Trek, you know. Star classic. Star Tracking Battle Wars. Yeah, so you can find me on the Dragon Age Lorecast, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, or the new podcast, The Holocron Histories, which we I host with Ben of Tamaria, and we talk about Star Wars, Legends, and Canon, and everything in between. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for joining us. I'm also yeah, also on the Discord at Tika. There you go. Man, so many fun things going on. Um, Sam, you got anything you want to share before we head out? I know you've been streaming yeah yeah um i've been streaming since i've been back um from vacation uh but uh thursdays saturdays mondays i'm streaming uh i am streaming mass effect every saturday and i'm on mass effect 2 right now 
so you can find me at Twitch at uh, and Twitter at N7TheLegend. And um, Bioware just approved me to become a brand ambassador. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's uh, if if you're planning on on getting stuff from the Bioware store, uh, I guess just let me know. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say before we go is is a realization that I made while I was on vacation, uh, and it was you know like uh, my my work that I do in the in the in the meantime, like in the daytime, uh, full time is in the news industry right um and it's an exhausting industry um it gets pretty pretty tiring uh even just at 40 hours a week um and some of my coworkers, you know asked how do you manage that and the podcast and uh and streaming and you know you're in a relationship how do you manage all that and honestly like i didn't really think like my first thought was it's not that much uh but then my second thought was you know, hour wise, it is a lot, it's a lot of hours and I don't have a lot of free time. Um, so how do I do that? And then I realized that in the news industry, um, it's a public servant job for all intents and purposes, you know, it's, it's, it's for the public's benefit. Um, and yet it's not very well liked by the public right now. Uh, most of the feedback that I get is, if not all of the feedback that I get is, you know, f- something along the lines of when I report something that people don't like, you know, mm-hmm. that's when I hear from people, right? fake news media, blah, blah. But it goes, it's sometimes the feedback gets pretty nasty. Sometimes it's pretty mean. Uh, I won't, I'm not going to go into the d- details of what they say, but it's very demoralizing after so many messages that you see that me and my teammates, we have like an ongoing joke that, you know, if we see something innocuous, that's a good day. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. You're not going to, nobody's pulling out the pitchforks for that one. Right. But this is a long winded way of saying that the feedback that I've gotten for this podcast and for the streams and from the mass effect community has been so overwhelmingly positive that it has served to counterbalance it. And it's rejuvenating and it's recharging. And I like, I really, really believe that without this community and without amazing patrons like you all, I'm not sure I would be able to do my day job. That's amazing. That's awesome. So yeah, you guys do make a difference, um, to Sam and, and to me as well. Um, and I know that, uh, personally for me, uh, just to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, um, being able to do this as a full-time job and to make this a full-time thing for myself has been an amazing change in my career. And it's something that I've strived for, for a very, very long time. So thank you for being here. Um, it's, you know, a dream come true to be able to do something I genuinely enjoy doing for a living and you guys make that possible. So, um, I would be here if it wasn't for you guys as well. So thank you. Um, that's awesome, Sam. Awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for today's episode. We hope you guys will join us again next week. We stream every week on Monday nights at 1030 Eastern, uh, 1030 p.m. Eastern, uh, 730 Pacific on uh, the Robots Radio channel. So Twitch, YouTube or Facebook, you can pick whichever one you want to watch us 
on. And if you are looking for other podcasts, then go to robotsradio.net. All of my shows are there, along with all of the other shows on the network. So any other video game podcast, any other types of entertainment, whatever. If you're looking for stuff, go over there. There's lots of great content, lots of awesome shows, including shows from some of our patrons, myself, a bunch of other people. Go check that stuff out. And until next time, stay safe out there. Thank you for being a part of our community. We really do appreciate it. Come join us on the on the Discord. Chat with us. We love seeing you guys participating and and just being part of this and we'll see you guys next time bye everybody thanks for tuning in to the mass effect lore cast we'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of mass effect reach out to us on twitter at mass effect cast or check out the robots radio discord also you can send us an email at mass effect lorecast at gmail.com At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.